Thank you for listening. Happy Wellness Wednesday, March 31st, 2021 at 10.26 p.m. on the California coast in Southern Cal. Math review. Let's just jump in. Into Danica McKellar, D A N I C A, Danica McKellar, M C K E L L A R McKellar, New York Times best selling author of Math Doesn't Suck. It may have been one of her first books, but she has several of them. This book is Hot X Algebra Exposed. In algebra, X can be anything. One half minus 47 a billion the sky's the limit, and by the time you finish this book, you'll be a master at solving for X and a ton of other algebra topics, but can you imagine <coughs> excuse me, but can you imagine if when we solved for X We started by stereotyping it, shutting out a whole range of possible solutions, like, hmm, I just don't think X could be a very big number. I mean, look, it's so little. I know it sounds crazy, but this happens all the time in life. The X you're solving for is your future. And it, too, can be anything. But you'd be surprised how many people stereotype themselves, shutting out a whole range of possibilities for their future. I almost did. Although I got good grades, deep down I believed that no matter How many A's I might get, it was only a matter of time before I would fail and the truth would come out. I just wasn't a math person. See, I had an image stuck in my head of who could be really good at math. Nerdy guys who would grow up look like Einstein and I simply didn't look the part. I mean, I'd been an actress on television since the age of 12. I almost didn't take a math class in college at all because I felt so intimidated. Luckily, I love a challenge, so I went for it anyway. It floored me when I actually excelled. Today, I have a degree in mathematics, and I've written three books about math, just like in algebra. The most satisfying answers are often the ones we least expect. I'm here to tell you that giving up on ourselves because of our own stereotypes and limited imaginations is a far more destructive force than any challenge or obstacle, quote, out there, end quote. Just like in algebra, 
attaining X can be very challenging, but that's part of what makes reaching big goals so satisfying and valuable. And how do we strengthen the, quote, not giving up, close quote, muscle by doing things that require determination and stamina, like algebra. Algebra can be difficult at times, but believe me, it's not out of your reach at all. In fact, it will shape you into the kind of person who embraces challenges in all areas of life. Stick with me, you'll see how algebra is just an extension of what you already know. And just like that, the incredible woman you'll grow into will be a beautiful extension of the strong young woman you're crafting yourself into today. By conquering X, you too can be anything. And that's hot. FAQs, how to use this book. What kind, what kinds of math will this book teach me? Algebra. The chapters of this book are filled with things like chocolate, puppies, birthday cake, pool parties, hair salons, jewelry, and lemonade. By the time you finish reading them, however, you'll be a whiz at tons of algebra topics, including polynomials, word problems, quadratic equations, graphing linear inequality, and tons of new strategies for solving for X. And just to make sure you're never confused, every single problem has an answer at the back of this book. There are also fully worked out solutions on the solutions page of Danica mickkeller.com forward slash hot x so you can see exactly how to do them in case you get a different answer what should I already know in order to understand this book, you'll want to have a pretty good handle on pre-algebra, factors, fractions, decimals, negative numbers, exponents, plotting points, etc. I'm the first to admit that the line between pre-algebra and algebra is pretty fuzzy. So this book picks up where my last book title, Kiss My Math, Showing Pre-Algebra Who's Boss, ended. But I mean, what are the chances you're a total expert on pre-algebra. Everyone forgets things. To make sure that you never feel lost throughout the book, I include just little bits of review 
and tons of footnotes that say stuff like, quote, to review such and such, see page in Kiss My Math or even my first book. Math doesn't suck. So you can flip to it quickly if you don't own KMM and MDS. That's fine too. There are other places to review those topics by doing an online search for your topic. But this way, you're totally covered. Do I need to read the book from beginning to end? Nope. There are a few different ways to use this book. You can skip directly to the chapter that will help you with tonight's homework assignment or next week's test. You can skip to the math concepts that have always been problem areas to clear them up for good. Or you can, in fact, read this book from beginning to end and refer back to each chapter's quote, takeaway tips, end quote, for quick refreshers as you need them for assignment. What's in this book besides math? In addition to the math I teach, look out for these fun extras and more. Personality quizzes. Are you bold or shy? Are you a perfectionist? Find out now on page 72 and 348. Stories from teens just like you, a bonus feature on how to focus when distractions pop up, real life testimonials from gals who overcame their struggles in math and are now fabulously successful women. We've got a gourmet chef a TV reporter slash actress, a daredevil air show pilot, and more. And yes, they all use math in their jobs. Let's do it. In 72, she has a Personality quiz. Are you bold or shy? Everyone has fear and insecurities. Everyone. But do you let yours get in the way of your life? Take this quiz by expert psychologist Dr. Robin Landau and contributor. Annie Lowney and see how you fare. Number one, a school dance is coming up. The guy you've been crushing on all year seems pretty shy, so it might be totally up to you to do the asking. What do you do? A. You can muster the courage to even. You can't muster the courage to even talk to him. You're way too scared of rejection or embarrassment. What would he say? What would his friends say? B. Rather than flat out asking, which seems pretty scary. You strike up random conversation with him about the dance, hoping he'll get the hint 
and ask you. See, hold your head up high, flash a smile, and ask him to the dance. With all that confidence, how could he say no? And there's about 12, 7, there's 7 more questions like that. Personality quiz, are you bold or shy? Number 2, question number 2. This is on page 72 of Danica McKellar's book, Hot X, Algebra Exposed. You thought you understood the math lesson today, but then the teacher says something that seems wrong. You, A, immediately raise your hand to point out the mistake. You want to make sure no one else gets confused by it. B, think about it for a few minutes. Yeah, it still seems wrong, but you wait until after class to ask the question about it, ask the teacher about it. C, do nothing. Maybe someone else will ask the question. Question number three. You see a group of girls bullying your friend in the hallway. They're the girls we all hate. They tease, spread rumors, and if you try to confront, confront them, make your life totally miserable. How do you handle the situation? A. Think a minute about what to do. You don't want to make enemies with those girls. You decide to walk by, call to your friend, and leave together. The leader of the crowd shoots you a dirty look, but you just keep walking. Option B, approach the leader of their crowd directly and tell her what you think of her. Maybe you can shame her into thinking twice before bullying her next victim. C. Option C. You know it's wrong and you totally and you're totally leaving your friend alone, but you look the other way and pretend you don't see anything. You are really afraid of being singled out, especially by this group. And number four, 
your school is putting on a production of West Side Story. Everyone is invited to sing in the chorus, but for a more significant part, a solo singing audition is required. That's right. You stage, microphone, spotlight. What do you do? A. Go for the solo audition. You'll audition for Maria, the lead part. B. Nope. You shiver at the very thought of getting in front of a crowd. C. You consider the possibility, but you try for a smaller solo role. Number five, the personality quiz. You have a really good time in your foods class, so your teacher suggests you start up an after-school club. You, A, wish you had the confidence to lead a new club, you are more likely to follow others than to be the leader. Maybe you'll get a friend to organize the whole thing. B. Think it's a great idea. You post banners, make sign-up sheets for the club, and make a formal request use one of the common areas for meetings. This new visibility could even help your chances at running for student government. C. Option C. Invite a few close friends to start the club, but you're not exactly advertising. It's best to keep it small in case it doesn't work out. Number six, your parents are mad at you for not getting your chores done, but you got a pile of homework that's stacked higher than the dishes in the sink. What do you do? A. State your case. No hesitation. You risk the chance of getting in more trouble, but you're the type of person who always defends herself. You know your priorities and you'll do the chores tomorrow. B. Apologize and do the chores, wishing you had the guts to explain why the chores weren't getting done. Secretly, it's an excuse to get out of studying for the history test. You can always blame a bad grade on chores later on. C. Complain about your homework, but fearing their wrath, agree to do the chores quickly so you can get back to your homework. Both get compromised a little. Seven, in terms of your social life, what is your greatest fear? A, losing your most 
supportive friend be any situation that singles you out to be judged by your peers like public speaking see losing the spotlight you would hate to fade into the background and the last quiz question number eight Your preferred method of communication is A. Talking on the phone. One-on-one contact isn't always necessary. B. Talking in person. You're known for your charisma. C. Text messaging. It's a good way to avoid a potentially awkward conversation. And in the next segment, we'll cover what each score means. If you scored 8 to 12 points, oh, you need to know the values. Let's back it up a little bit. Let's get the value. For question number one, answer A equals three points. B equals two points. C equals one point. And question number two, Answer A equals one point, B equals two, C equals three. Question number three, A equals two points, B one, and C three. Question four, answer A equals one point, B three points, C two points. Answer A equals three points, B one point, C two points. Question six. Answer A one point, B three, C two points. Question seven. Answer A two points, B three points, C one point. Question eight, the last question. Answer A equals two points, B one point, C three points. Okay, here we go. If you scored eight to eight to twelve points, eight through twelve points or if you scored between 8 and 12 points inclusive. Good for you. You're the queen of charisma. You're not afraid to put yourself out there. And you're ambitious, which is one of the most important traits of a successful student and leader. Your confidence is infectious and you make your and you make friends easily. Even guys respond positively to your self assurance and you probably have many of them as friends. However, be sure to remain respectful of authority. Your parents and teachers have a bit of life experience on you. After all, also, as with all successful people, 
you will find that others will often be jealous. This doesn't mean you ever have to play small, but a word of caution. Don't be a show-off and resist the urge to be a snitch or tattletale. Whenever you can, be generous. Let someone else take the limelight when he or she deserves it. And go out of your way to point out others' accomplishments. They'll love you for it. If you scored 13 up to and including 18 points, so 13 to 18 points, although self-consciousness and fear of embarrassment can get in your way, you're still willing to try new things and move slightly out of your comfort zone from time to time. That's great. Now, take it a step further. Which of your deepest desires have you shied away from because of fear or failure or embarrassment? If you put yourself out there, what's the worst that could happen? Is the worst that could happen like feeling embarrassed in front of your classmates? Something you'd remember in 10 years? Probably not. How about the best thing that could happen like you join the track team or become president of your class? Bet you the answer is yes. You would remember that. So what are you waiting for? Isn't it worth taking a risk? Be bold, girl. Here's a journal exercise. List the things you're good at and your best qualities. Generous, kind, intelligent. Then ask yourself if you're using those wonderful qualities to their full potential. You might be a nice and generous person, but if you're not courageous enough to give your teacher a compliment, She'll never know it. You might be smart, but if you are too shy to raise your hand in class, then you might stay confused about something that would otherwise have been easy. You have lots of talent and ideas, so let them Shine. And finally, if you scored 19 up to and including 24 points, do you find yourself saying, quote, sorry, end quote, when you haven't done anything wrong? And do you worry constantly about what other people think of you? It seems that the possibility of rejection or embarrassment is getting in the way of your dreams and relationships. You wish you could participate in more activities and meet more people, but your anxiety 
gets the best of you. Yikes. Some extremely insecure people like bullies even overcompensate for their fear by going out of their way to make others feel bad about themselves. The truth is we all have fear. It's what we do with the fear that makes the difference. Try not to get bogged down by fear of other people's judgments. They're probably too busy secretly worrying what other people think of them to be paying attention to you anyway. Take it in baby steps. Walk into a room full of people with a big smile and say hello to the first person you see. Reach out to the new girl. Join a club or try out for a sports team. It might be hard at first, but the more you work on your confidence, the more natural it will become. Fake it till you make it. Also, read the paragraph above this one. You'll find helpful stuff there, too. And that's, that's her personality quiz on page 72, 73, 74, and 75. On page 348, quiz, are you a perfectionist? Do you expect yourself to be perfect? Or do you forgive yourself for being, you know, a human being? Take this quiz by expert psychologist Dr. Robin Landau and contributor Ann Lowney and see how you fare. Number one. If someone picked up your math notebook and flipped through a few pages, what would she find? A handwriting of typewriter quality organized neatly into an outline. There are no mistakes because whenever you mess up, you have to rewrite the entire page. B. A reasonably neat set of notes with the average amount of revisions, scratch outs, and doodles in the margins. C papers stuffed throughout, including history homework, old half-finished assignments, and a collection of your best teacher caricatures. Hey, is that a banana peel? <laughs> Question number two. You put your heart and soul into your last science project. When you get a B plus, you A are pleasantly surprised getting a B plus was some sort of miracle. Putting your quote heart and soul close quote 
into it just meant that you weren't actually texting your friends while you were writing the science report. B can't help but feel disappointed that you didn't get an A, but it doesn't take long for you to move on. A B plus is a good grade and you're proud of the work you did. C feel robbed that project was flawless and you deserve nothing but the highest praise for it. You contemplate bringing it up with the teacher. Maybe she'll reconsider. At the beginning of each term, oops, number three, at the beginning of each term, you set goals for yourself. What do they look like? A. Answer A. Straight A's, ballet, student council, and softball. With enough work, you'll make team captain too. You've always set the bar high and everyone thinks of you as superwoman. You don't want to let everyone down or yourself. Answer B. Nothing special. You're coasting on a smooth wave of B's and C's with no particular plan for change. Besides, there's a cute guy you want to be available for in case he wants to ask you out, like every night of the week? <laughs> Answer C. A set of realistic goals, maybe to bring your history grade up or go out for the track team. You know that if you plan too many activities, you won't be able to do all of them well. Anyway, nobody is superwoman except, well, superwoman. Question number four. You are writing a report for English class. It's finished, but you still need to go back and proofread. You, A, carefully review your report, noting spelling and punctu punctuation mistakes in your signature purple ink. You revise some sentences to make them clearer and retype it. You've worked hard and you're happy with the end result. Answer B. Let the computer do the spell check and hit print. Simple as that. Answer C. Spend more time editing your paper than you did writing it. The more you revise, the more problems you see. Quote, a five-year-old could have done a better job, close quote. You're so frustrated that you can't even tell if you're making it better or worse. <laughs> Question number five. While taking personality quiz, while taking personality quizzes like this one, you mostly, option A, try to figure out which answers will make you the, quote, best, close 
quiz taker score wise, even though no one else will ever know what your score is. Bees aren't overly concerned about how you'll do. It's just not that important. C are as accurate as you can be, even if it doesn't paint a pretty picture. After all, you wouldn't be fooling anyone but yourself. Question six. You're in an advanced math class this year and most of the other students are serious about their grades. You, option A, are conscious of how the other kids in your class are doing and use it to check your own progress. Still, you would never get down on yourself for getting a lower grade than a classmate. Everybody has good days and bad. B. Constantly measure your success against theirs. No matter how well you do, if Susie Q got a 95 on the last test, your 94 might as well be an F. You're extremely competitive and second best just doesn't cut it. Option C. Care only about your own grade. Why worry how the other kids are doing? It's not like they're obsessing about your scores. Number seven. Finally, your English teacher assigns a fun project. In groups, you create a skit based on Treasure Island, but you were not assigned as group leader and your group isn't doing as good a job as you'd hope. Option A. You have a great time working with your classmates and giggling at how bad the swords and costumes look. It would be too much trouble to fix things. So, so what if it's not professional play quality? This is a blast. A good grade is just a bonus. Option B. You're trying to be patient, but you decide to take charge. After all, those tinfoil swords look totally fake. And why can't the other kids memorize a few simple lines? The group leader seems annoyed with you. But your grade depends on this, and they all need to learn how to do things right. Option C. You want your group to do the best they can, so you offer as many helpful ideas as possible without stepping on the toes of the group leader, plus your tiny slip-ups make the class laugh. Question 8. You decide, you decided to really challenge yourself this term. 
you're taking all honors classes. But for once, you didn't make honor roll. It's posted for all to see in the school newsletter and your friends notice it right away. You think, option A, quote, whatever, I don't care what anyone thinks, I don't even care about making honor roll, it doesn't mean anything, end quote. Option B, quote, maybe they'll also notice that I'm taking all the honors classes and I'd rather challenge myself and get B's than take easy classes and get A's, close quote. Option C, quote, I feel like a failure. How am I going to explain this to everyone? They know I always get good grades. Now, what will they think of me? Maybe I should drop out of some hard classes so my grades will be higher. Close quote. <coughs> Number nine, the last quiz question. Nine, you entered a school-wide short story contest. The votes are in and you're awarded runner-up second place as you're staring at the results, you think to yourself, option A, quote, I should have won. And if I had worked even harder, I would have, end quote. Option B, I don't like second place as much as first place. But it's definitely cool to get a prize. Option C. Dang, I'm good. Maybe I'll write a novel next time. <laughs> and the scoring for question one. Answer A, three points, B, two, C equals one point. Question two, answer A, one point, B, two points, C, three points. Answer for question three, answer A, three points, B, one, and C, two. Question four, answer A, two points, B, one, C, three. Question five, A equals three, B, one, C equals two. Question six, A equals two, B, three, C, one. Question seven, A equals 1, B, 3, C, 2. Question 8, A, 1, B, 2, C equals 3. 9, A equals 3, B, 2, C equals 1. Then if you scored 9 through 15 points, Nope, you're certainly not a perfectionist. It's great to be a laid-back person, but be careful that you aren't selling yourself short by not setting goals to achieve. <laughs>
again, it's fabulous that you are so relaxed, but maybe it's time to set some bigger goals and go after them. What are you good at? What motivates you? What do you want out of your life, both personally and at school? Once you've come up with a list, ask yourself what steps you need to take to reach your goals and what you need to do to achieve them. There's an important distinction, distinction between, quote, calm and lazy, end quote, after all. More importantly, ask yourself if there are any roadblocks in your life that might be preventing you from setting or reaching these goals? Are you hanging around with friends who are working hard and who are proud of their achievements? If you're not bringing people into your life who have similar values and priorities, it'll be an uphill battle for you. You'll benefit from striving a little more in your life. You just might be surprised at how good it feels and what you might accomplish along the way. If you scored 16 to 21, you've got a good balance. You might get down on yourself sometimes, but your whole life is not about being perfect. Of course, you love to perform at the top of your class and get A's, but your balanced attitude means you don't freak out when things don't come out entirely as you want them to. As life gets more complicated and your goals increase, you can keep this healthy attitude by making sure to always reward yourself for what you do accomplish. Keep enjoying the journey without getting overly hung up on the results. With your attitude, there's no stopping you. Go ahead and set a goal that really motivates you of all people, you know it's okay if you don't reach that goal exactly as you want it. Quote, shoot for the moon. Even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. End quote. If you score 22 through 27, oh yeah, you're a perfectionist. <laughs> you take great care and pride in all that you do, and you expect the best from yourself. That part is great. But when you make a mistake, you tend to beat yourself up and focus only on what you did wrong 
you might even believe that others expect you to be, quote, perfect, close quote. Let's not confuse perfectionist with high achiever. High achievers set high but realistic goals for themselves and go after them. They tend to bounce back from disappointments. But perfectionists can live in almost constant fear of making mistakes. And this can be a huge time drain. Have you ever been studying for a test only to realize you've spent a huge percentage of your time worrying instead of studying. So, how can you be a high achiever without being a perfectionist? Make a point to be forgiving of mistakes, yours and other people's. If you know you studied the best you could. Decide that you feel great about a 92% on a test. I mean, capital G, capital R, capital E, capital A, capital T. Great. And what if you tried some tried saying things to yourself that are comforting and encouraging instead of critical as a rule don't say anything to yourself that you would, would not say to someone else. I bet you've heard the expression, nobody's perfect. Recite this over and over in your head until you believe it. Ironically, your grades will go up and your creative juices will flow when you stop making so many rules for yourself. Don't worry if it takes a little time to change your pattern. Any progress you make will benefit you in the long run. Thank you for listening and enjoy your challenges, whatever they may be. Much success with your goals setting them and reaching them or setting them and just striving for them. Even if you arrive torn apart, the reaching for your goals that's a great reward it's just 
commendable, commendable. That we make the effort that we do. Be happy, don't worry. And if you're just returning to school or just beginning pre-K or K through 12 or beyond, congratulations. And one step at a time, one day at a time. Enjoy it day by day. Be happy, be healthy. Thank you for listening.